going on, you guys? It is your boys, and we're back at it again. You know the drill, but I'm going to go ahead and still have it. It's your boy, Danny, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who brings you your scary stories every Monday through Friday. It's your boy, Tommy. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. Also as well. Swell. I'm asking you, Danny. Damn. All right. We're starting off like that. And... <laughs> We are bringing in, oh, not bringing in heat, but he's back again. <laughs> oh, no, I'm bringing brought in. I like being brought in. Brought in? Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> so it is the man that has you covered with your Fire Pro Wrestling needs, your podcast needs, and your merch needs as well. It is your boy, C. Ham, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, C. Ham. You already know you can't spell champion without it. Welcome, welcome. Masking our ambiance. You're here. Love it. Gentlemen, it has gentlemen, it has been a wild week already in the world of professional wrestling. And let's start it off already. Breaking news already. Kevin Owens has resigned with the WWE with a multi-year deal. Thoughts. I had to show my I had to show my eyes so you could see me rolling them. <laughs> you don't we, like we, we only free co. We only free co we didn't free co. Yeah. Free coco wasn't a success. It's only free co, so you know. I have to uh, retract my old sign. So it's just free co at this point. Yes. <laughs> so but, um, I, I can understand. Uh, I honestly can understand why he would do it for one reason in particular, because I, I think of AJ Styles. Um, he's someone who's accomplished pretty much everything that you can accomplish on every level of wrestling. So I can understand why there's no need for him to go any further or try to go anywhere else when he has pretty much uh, a made spot, especially if they're throwing the money at him. And Kevin Owens seems like he's in a very similar position because he's all about his, his kids and, you know, being a family man and the things that were important maybe six, seven years ago aren't as important now because of, you know, as I said, the age of his children and things like that. So when things like that come into play, being on the road and having an unsure schedule and things like that, I don't think that's something that would be advantageous to his lifestyle. So I can understand why he has resigned based on the stability of having a position in WWE, but I don't like it. I mean, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of it either. However, as a family man, you know, as a parent, uh, I do get why, like you said, the stability, uh, having that set, okay, I'm on the road X amount of days a year. I don't have to sit there and scramble for bookings. Uh, we we're financially taken care of, so it'll be nice to to continue being financially taken care of. Uh, so I get it. I, I get it. And you know, it's not to say that the dream isn't over for Kevin Steen to return to uh, the independents or go to you know AEW or wherever the case may be. Uh, mm -hmm. But for now, you know, Kevin Owens uh, is staying with. Uh, the WWE. Yep. Danny, what are your thoughts? So my thoughts on it when I first saw it, I was like, well, there goes that other option I thought was going to happen. Now I want to know what happened. What made this solidified the big deal? And then when KO came out and said, I'm doing this for my family because we're in a really good spot right now with what I'm doing. I don't have to subject myself to being that guy who will, you know, oh, I'm going to listen to offers here. Oh, I'm going to listen to offers here. Or I can see what you guys are going to do if you want me to stay. No, I love with what I'm doing right now. It obviously makes him, you know, so much happier doing what he does because he's made it to that place. And again, like we talked about uh, his family, he's in a good position for his family. So I can respect that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get it. Um, another news as well. For the first time ever. Since August, since the return of CM Punk and merchandising talk, Tommy, I know you're very excited about this one, so I had to bring this one up. The debuting Hook, the son of Taz, has dethroned CM Punk in merch sales in PWTs for the first time ever in four months. That is something impressive. Like we knew Punk is a is a mainstay name, but yep. then out of nowhere. You'd get the debuting hook and he just comes in and 
I don't think it's out of nowhere. Away. I wouldn't say out of nowhere. Really? Because, you want to say out of nowhere? Yes, because the way, the way that they've been presenting Hook on TV since we know, knew he existed has been in such a proper way. It's, it's literally wrestling 101. It's like showing you the hand before he, he even gets to utilize it. He's always been there. Whenever they're doing stuff like Team Taz, he's always around. He's always present when they're having their promos, even if he doesn't say anything or if he just fucking gives someone some chips. Like, he's always, he's been there. It's just, he's always been, like, that B-roll character that he's got something here. Like, we just don't know what it is yet because he literally has nothing out there. There's nothing you can see on him wrestling. So, it's just, like, they were building that mystique all this time. And it's no secret. He's a handsome kid. So, women are going to be clamoring for him. He's a gorgeous man. Yeah. The women were clamoring for him on Twitter. Like me personally, I was I was witnessing it. Like as he was debuting, the girls were just like, oh my God. Me me personally, I was part of that group. So (laughs) he's a handsome dude. So it's like it's no secret that he's gonna he's gonna skyrocket. Like he's gonna shoot to the top. Look alone. And then he went in there and performed the way he did. Come on. I'm not shocked. No, no. He asked for Hook to get sent. Hook got sent. Mm-hmm. And Hook he got delivered. sent straight to the top of uh, the pro wrestling tees, uh, top sellers. Honestly, Hook got sent express mail overnight. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, still takes like three days with pro wrestling tees. Be better. Be better. Be better, guys. Be better. Uh, also, as well, another really quick thing is before we get into the discussions as well. Yeah. On this day. In professional wrestling history, 16 years ago, before we get to yours, see him. You gotta take it off. You gotta take it off. Before we get to yours, before we get to yours. Go ahead, Danny. Do your reveal. The Undertaker and Randy Orton ended their feud in Hell in a Cell at Armageddon 2005, which to me personally, that was the moment that you knew Randy Orton was gonna go to the top. Because I. Me personally, I don't think he got over. It didn't work well with Triple H, but pairing him with Undertaker. I don't agree. You don't. I agree? immediately. I immediately don't agree with you, Danny. But by all means, please. I'm curious to hear this. Okay. Randy Orton was built since 2002. Okay. To be the next big thing. No pun intended to Farmer Brock. He got sidelined with a shoulder injury. When he was in evolution, he was literally made to look unstoppable. That legend killer gimmick was meant to be the thing that skyrocketed him, and it worked. He became a star, not when he faced The Undertaker two and a half, three and a half years later. He got made a star when he punted Mick Foley down those steps. He got made a star when he did that hardcore match with Mick Foley. That's when he became a star. That's when his star ascended. Him winning the world title from he who should not be named, Lord Voldemort. um, (laughs) That should have been his moment, but they realized that he was too immature. He was still a great worker and he was still going to be a top star, but he wasn't ready to be the guy. So I disagree that it was Taker. In my opinion, it was Foley. Foley made Randy Orton a star. Um, that's just it. That's just it for me. To to each our own. But I mean, we I have my opinion. You have yours, and I I respect your opinion. Um, also, I don't think that that's a legendary feud. To be completely honest, I like I honestly, if you didn't, I would have. That's not a match that comes into my brain when I think of Randy Orton versus The Undertaker. Not at all. I think maybe WrestleMania. What was it? WrestleMania twenty one. Yep. Uh, that match versus the legend. That match, if anything, I no. <laughs> personally, personally, I, personally, we can we can have that discussion for another time. Like, what was your favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, sort whatever. But, anyways, uh, see Ham, you said you had one on this day in '99. Bill Goldberg ended Bret Hart's time. WCW. Hmm. Yes, the with kick the hurt imp- around the world. With the, the kick meanest, hurt around the, the world. The meanest Yakuza kick. I just watched, I, I just watched the Yakuza. gif of it on t- Twitter, and it's still just like, ooh. It still shakes me to the bone every time I see it. I mean, same thing with Brett. But... Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Well, we got the little formalities out of the way. Let's jump right into it. Monday Night Raw. Uh, we had a interesting night where the night kicked off with the almighty Bobby Lashley and MVP at his side. They had the discussion that Bobby Lashley should be in the title match at day one. Again, I know see him. You hate the stupid name. I know. I do too. It's um, trash. It is. Um, <laughs> uh, we end up seeing it as well, where we end up getting Kevin Owens coming out saying he doesn't deserve it. Seth Rollins as well. They have their little back and forth, like saying, oh, we're here. We team up. Let's go after him. We got this. You know, there's two of us and only one of him. Insert Biggie as well. Then you get Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville who comes out and says, hey, Bobby, if you run the gauntlet tonight and you beat all three of these men, you're inserted into the match at day one, which he accepted. And then we now set the tone for the night. Can Bobby Lashley run the gauntlet? Which in total he did. Mm-hmm. His first match against Kevin Owens, he defeated him. Quit with uh, before even locking in the hurt lock. Kevin Owens immediately tapped out, which tells the best story to that because Kevin Owens self preservation. Why would he want to risk an injury in the the hurt lock and you know potentially get taken out of the match? Truth. And, oh, geez, Tommy just hey. had, he just had to show the video to us. Hey. You just had to show the video. I did. Painful. <laughs> Bill was just sitting there in the corner like he'd, he'd done nothing. Let's get back into it. Uh, following that afterwards, uh, we had. I a- liked, well, well, real quick though, I liked, I liked the surprise of giving Bobby Lashley some shine. They don't have very many nights where it's just like, yeah, let's put Bobby Lashley over really hard. Uh, at least not. In a while, I haven't seen one in a bit, and I kind of, I kind of enjoyed this. I enjoyed seeing him just, you know, showing what he had in the ring in a couple different matches against some really different competitors too. Mm. Like I think the thing for me is they kind of have to. Yeah, they have nobody else built up on. That's true. That's true. They have no heels. (laughs) They have Rollins. They have Owens. They have Lashley. That's it. That's it. That's the main event scene. Dude. <laughs> That's it. It's a well-rounded main event scene, too, when you get to see all of them going There's at it like that. people, though. But, yeah. like, that's it, uh, though. It's not, like, it's not deep by any means. <laughs> then, like, the United States title picture, yes, it's supposed to be the mid-card belt, but it's also supposed to be the secondary title. Yeah, and you look like at that picture, and it's like, it. why? You could easily build one of these other guys up. Mm-hmm. Easily. True. That's very I true. Know, I don't know. Or booking. Or booking. I don't know. That's why I say. That's why I say there's wrestling booking, and then there's WWE booking, and then there's Kevin Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a counter on screen every time that Kevin Dunn gets brought up. We have, have to get a Kevin Dunn emote. With the <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just, it's just Daggett from the Angry Beavers. <laughs> It's true. Cycle back, cycle back. Or it's Norb when uh, it's Norb when he forgot to brush his teeth for a while. Oh God. Anyway, yeah. Cycle back. Raw. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we seen a singles competition match between Otis of the Alpha Academy and Riddle, where we saw Otis go over match. clean on Riddle. Do we end up seeing a potential? Well, we know what's, what. What's up with was. Randy Orton's basketball shorts? Yes. So weird. Listen, don't 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 hate on casual Randy. All right, it's so weird. The the Sunday morning Randy. He's about to go mow somebody's lawn. Right next, next he's gonna have the uh, the 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 dad shoes on when he's wrestling too. He's gonna have the dad (laughs) shoes on and the basketball shorts. If Randy Orton comes out and does that just for the shits and giggles, I will lose my. I'd cry. I'd cry. Randy Orton decides to steal Riddle slides. But he still got on like long Nike socks right to the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, that's but, appropriate, super appropriate. Uh, but I do think that maybe this is the time where they give Alpha Academy a push, and we see Riddle and Orton break up because hey, it's WrestleMania season, and mm-hmm. the WWE hates tag teams, so. There's your WrestleMania match, Orton versus Riddle. Yep. And then do we end up seeing Riddle 
pass the torch on to like give the rub to Riddle, or do we see Riddle fall to the veteran Randy? Mm, that's a tough one. Yeah, I don't really know which way I would fall on that. Honestly, I wouldn't mind either, but it depends on the way they build it up. Absolutely. That's that's the main thing. Um, I think Riddle could absolutely benefit more from the rub than, say, Orton going over. Because at that point, one, like I've said before of other things, where do we go from here? Right. If, Orton, if Orton beats Riddle, that's it. It, it doesn't or, matter. Or, or hear me out, devil's advocate. Or if Orton beats Riddle, that could put him in position to try and perhaps go for another world title shot and give him some more legacy increase his world heavyweight championship prowess before he gets up out of here. Cause I don't think Randy has many more years left. Uh, he's what? 41 now. So he's in the, he's another one. He's, he's another 42 in April. Like, and I don't think it's, and I don't think it's based on his body because I think he's still in really good shape, but he's another mm-hmm. one of those guys that's really into his family right now. Like I've never oh, seen sure. Randy sure. this into his family. Cause like I follow him on social media and stuff like that. Yep. Like, I'm used to a totally different side of Randy. So, like, I'm seeing him. I I can see him getting up out of here early because he doesn't have anything else to prove, if you ask me. Like, his legacy. Ever since him and Kim got married, like, his his family life there has just been amazing. He seems the happiest that he's ever been in his his personal life, which is awesome to see. Um, But, yeah, maybe they do decide to push Orton towards the world title because, hey, if Cena's not going to do it, Orton could get three more titles and beat Ric Flair's record since Flair is concerned with them trying to erase him from history. Yep. Which why not? Why not let it be Randy who worked very closely with Rick? So I would say that either way they go with a coin, I (laughs) would like to see Randy, you know, get a couple more big title runs and then, Hey, I'm done. I'm a, I'm hanging up the boots. I've done everything. I'm good. And His legacy is solidified for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, next on the card, we had uh, Bianca Belair and Dewdrop. They finally went one-on-one uh, where we saw Bianca Belair defeat Dewdrop with the 450 splash. Um, after the match, uh, Dewdrop ended up attacking Bianca Belair, which now for this Monday Night Raw, it set up a rematch between the two where it has been headlined, there must be a winner. But yet we just had Bianca Belair defeat her. Why do we need it again? So you got to remember the week before, Dewdrop walked out of the match. You know, granted, there there must be a winner. It's not like Bianca won in controversial fashion. But I, I get it. I'm just over this feud already. Like, I have zero investment in it. And it's because they have booked Bianca so poorly since she lost the women's title. And they have booked Dewdrop so poorly since Eva Marie got released that I, I have no interest. I have zero interest in it. Um, I, hate, I hate to say it. I, I, I'm in that same boat. Like, I literally have no interest in this portion of the story that they're trying to tell. It literally does not gravitate me. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you guys. Uh, it's. It's just an uninteresting feud. <laughs> it's just simple. No, no other way to put it. Yeah. There, there's no interest. There's no payoff. Very forced. Yeah, it's like you can tell that they don't have anything else for them to do, so they just got stuck together. And in, in, in retrospect, yes. Yeah. Um, next, we saw the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and the glorious Robert Roode <laughs> defeat Finn Balor and the United States Champion <laughs> Damian Priest. Uh-huh. Um, after Finn Balor was pinned after a distraction from Austin Theory. Um, and now we get a United States a title match between Dolph Ziggler and Damian Priest this Monday. Um, there's booking, I guess, now I guess they're booking a feud between Theory and Balor. Which we gather that by Theory attacking yeah. Balor a few weeks ago. But They're just like, doing it in such a weird way. It, it Thank is. You. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, why did you have to present it to us like this? this? I don't know. Instead of just taking the direct route, WWE does this like convoluted zigzag all the time. It's just like... There's so the many, egg. Yeah. The it, egg. There's so many smarter ways you could tell this story. It's like WWE is drunk 
and they're just swerving <laughs> all over the lane and every section of the inter- the interstate pushing all these great ideas of the other cars off the road and like, nope, we're going to try to get this in there somehow. Kevin Dude, Dunn. <laughs> Kevin Dunn, yes. Makes no sense. Um, Beaver 2. I'm hoping that they actually now build the story a little bit better now with Theory and Balor. Yeah, not going to happen. I doubt it. Not going to happen. But I, I'll happen. give it a little bit of hope. I'd give it like maybe 2% at best. So day one's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that being the fact that they typically have a pre-recorded Christmas episode, do you really think, like, I guarantee you, tomorrow's Raw, you're going to see two recordings. So we're probably going to get spoilers for next week's Raw. Yep. Um, does it really matter at that point? Does it? Not nope. really. Like. Zero interest. Eh. Zero interest. So sad. This hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we see uh, one half of the women's tag team champions, Queen Zelina, defeat Rhea Ripley. Um, now, obviously, there was, uh, Nikki showed up while Rhea was getting ready, uh, apologizing for getting like screwing up, losing the titles. Rhea says, hey, you're good. Don't worry about it. We'll get them back. And then you get Zelina and... Uh, Carmella, they do their shtick and, you know, defeats Rhea. And then you see Rhea at the end of it having a dejected look on her face. Do, are we going to potentially get a heel turn Rhea next time Nikki and her team up with uh Please. Please. I mean, that's what we're hoping for, but. I don't like babyface Rhea. Doesn't I, make sense. I don't. It, it doesn't make sense towards her character. It doesn't make sense towards her look. Yeah, her look. Like, yeah, cool. Like, that's why they're doing what they're doing with Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. Like, he's too cool to be a good guy. Like, it's it's the Diesel syndrome. Yeah, the Diesel syndrome. If you look super cool, you have to be a heel. Dolph Ziggler, prime example of that. Randy Orton, prime example of that. Damian Priest, prime example of that. Now, Rhea Ripley, as far as the women's division goes, prime example of that. Mm-hmm. There's something about just dressing in leather. I don't know. <laughs> leather and chains, man. That's it. That's it. Oh, Rihanna, hey. fantastic heel. <laughs> hey, probably by then we'll end up getting a WWE pay-per-view named Leather and Chains. Who knows? Oh, don't, uh, don't put that in the air, man. <laughs> I don't know. The Playboy era is over for WWE, so I don't know if that'll work. Yeah, that might that might cause some controversy. They're not ready for. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, next <laughs> match, we saw Bobby Lashley defeat Seth Rollins. Uh, after originally Seth Rollins getting himself disqualified with Kevin Owens coming out and doing their whole should get shenanigans, which was brilliant. And I was like, I was wondering when they were going to pull something like this. But then uh, Pierce and Deville reverse it, make it a no disqualification match, saying that, hey, Bobby's rest of the matches are no disqualification. So this can't happen. And then Rollins gets completely annihilated with a spear to get defeated by Bobby. Now making him 2-0 in the gauntlet, setting up for the main event against Big E. Um, again, they're giving more showcase to Bobby, and it's it's great because mm-hmm. they're literally like saying, hey, no matter what you guys are trying to do, he's getting in this match no matter what. And now you're just turning Bobby into this monster again. Like he was before he won the belt, and it's making it a lot better for the story. Absolutely. So I think there's a there's a decent parallel between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, where Brock is forever looking dominant, and Lashley has these spurt stops in WWE where he'll go from looking like he's never going to be in the picture again to just going on this this phenomenal streak. Um, to this day, I still think Impact booked him best, but this has been probably his most solid and best booking in WWE since he lost the belt. Like, I'd honestly, I'd agree. I'd agree. Uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, and Danny just brought it up again. It's just giving a chance to showcase what Bobby can do because he's impressive. If you give him, if you give him segments, he's going to make the most of them. And the fact that MVP is still there. Uh, attached to him, it's a, it's a good partnership. I think the way they're pre- 
the way they're presenting him is extremely proper right now. So they need to they need to take advantage of this and not poop the bed with it. So I hope they I hope they have more instances of this giving a chance to showcase Bobby. Absolutely. I I a thousand percent agree. And in the main event, we see Biggie versus Bobby Lashley in a notice qualification match. These two absolutely again, like how Biggie said it, just two big sweaty men slapping meat. Dude. And we get the yeah, almighty over. And we now have ourselves a fatal four-way at day one. I mean, we, we kind of knew that this was going to be uh, the result regardless. But I do, for, one, for once in a long time, I do like the way that they allowed him to go through that gauntlet and, uh, again, present Bobby Lashley to make him. As you said, Tommy, they have to. Because exactly. they, 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 really have have, to. they have nothing else. So at least they're being intelligent enough to know, like, all right, we got to give him a little bit more, you know, a little bit more power going into this event. And I'm, I'm just happy for the result of the fatal four way. That's going to be a really, really good match. Cause they booked, they booked Rollins strong. They booked yeah. Owen strong. They needed to rebook Lashley super strong. And they have, and Biggie has looked strong since he's become WWE champion with the except. Oh, I can't even say with the exception of, because he looks strong against Roman, but you knew he wasn't going to win. Right. So, That's true. You know, it's, it's going to be a good main event. If that is the main event, um, it'll I probably would, be Brock versus Roman in all honesty. Yeah. Of course. Brock and Roman will close out, but I'm hoping that they don't try to curtain jerk that match. That needs to definitely be like middle of the card or even because you'd obviously want to cool the crowd down before you put Brock and Roman. So I would yeah. say that would definitely be like your, your first half main event. What if they spark it off with that? I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I, I might spark it off with that. Put, put either of the world titles in the first match. In the first match. I, I can totally it. see that. I totally see that happening. I can see it. All right. Uh, moving on to NXT. Um, NXT was a little to me this week. Grayson um, Waller show. Oh. <laughs> walk that guy. Dude, F-T-G. he's annoying. He's I'm so glad it wasn't me. I'm so glad it wasn't me that dropped the first F-bomb of the episode. Yeah, I really don't like that guy. I, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. It's just something about him. He just seems lost to me. It's his face. It's his gear. It's him. It's just him. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm going to throw a bad Why does memory? everyone want to be The Rock so bad? I'm going to throw a bad memory out there for Tommy. <laughs> I'm not going to say the full name. I'll say the last name. And Tommy will immediately know who I'm talking about. Miller. Get yours at playeronecoffee.com. Playeronecoffee.com. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, well, that was a technical difficulty there. But Tommy knew exactly what I was talking about. And that is exactly what I get when I see that dude. <laughs> that guy makes me want to change my channel immediately because I cannot stand him for the life of me. Oh, that's bad. Miller, I absolutely hate you. And I have, oh, it blurred my mouth. It knew I was going to curse you out. You know what? I'm over it. <laughs> um, so NXT started with the no holds barred match. Uh, Cameron Grimes took on Duke Hudson. Uh, we received obviously the match where they were you know, wig. They're trying to expose the wig. Uh, it eventually ended up happening after the match, uh, at the end when Cameron that was Grimes, actually a, that was actually a decent match when Cameron Grimes hit the poison Rana into the cave in for the finish and exposing the now bald head of Duke Hudson, which hey, by all means, good job. Embarrass a new guy. Love it. I I think uh, he, I like Duke Hudson better bald to be honest with you. It, it, and what I, what, what I realized in his baldness is he has Daniel Bryan's face. Yes. Oh, great. So now he's going to get pushed to the moon. Yeah, he has Good the job. same face as Daniel Bryan. It's creepy. Or either that or Vince is going to hate him because he looks like a goat. Mm-hmm. Either or. Yeah. Um, I think the bod look could work for him. Uh, the second match, we saw Amari Miller taking on Eva, Evie Niles. Saying her name right? I, I haven't watched a match. Are you talking about Ivy Nile? Yeah. From Diamond Mind? Yes. Yeah. I've never watched how they... I never heard how they said her name, so that was my first You don't know how to spell the word Ivy? Look, man, like, like you know how Ivy? people are. Yeah, she was. She was all right. Oh, uh, she. The match was a little sloppy. It was a quick match, and she got the submission win. Yeah, it was a little sloppy, but so. I get it. They're trying to. They're trying to build up another uh, legitimate fighting background. 
individual. It's Ronda NXT. Yeah, it's without the charisma. First yeah. off, first off, that's what Malcolm Bivens is for. You don't need any other charisma when Malcolm, Malcolm Bivens is great. Malcolm Bivens is awesome. Uh, we you had Guru stoke. Raj taking on Harlan with Joe Gacy. Where no. <laughs> I'm sorry, his opponent had a name. I didn't catch the dude's name at all. I will Guru be completely Raj. honest. I will Guru be completely Raj. honest. I just watched Harlan destroy that man. Yeah. I didn't know his opponent had a name. I didn't know he had a name. I'm sorry. I love I love Joe Gacy. I just love his uh his serial killer esque stare that he constantly has. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just like that dry smile. That's just like. Huh. So there's some evil behind this smile. <laughs> I'm hoping that we get a Joe Gacy Dexter Loomis feud. Ooh. Why do you mean John Wayne Gacy versus Michael Myers? Yes. All right. NXT Halloween Havoc 2022. Book it. There it is. It, Don't release them before then. That could Please be interesting. Do not. That, I think that would be some. That, I, I mean, by personal, in my personal opinion, I think that'd be fun. Joe Gacy's gone after WrestleMania. Oh, God, don't do that. Budget cuts. Hey, kid. Mm -hmm. Hey, kid. Sorry, we got to let you go. Have fun. We're trimming the fat, so to speak. On laryngitis. Fuck that guy, too. (laughs) Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You put some respect on Johnny Ace's name, though. He's just doing his job. He's just doing his job. Respectfully. Fuck John Laryngitis. Fuck Kevin Dunn. Anyway, more with NXT. (laughs) Um, we had Cora J taking on Dakota Kai. Um, these two had I decent. I'm not interested in Cora J, but they had a match. Cool. They had a match. Yeah, decent. That was it. I the, the, back, the backstage shenanigans were more interesting than the match. If you ask yeah. me, uh, Cora J over. Um, and then after that, we got into Andre Chase taking on Tony D'Angelo. Where Tony D'Angelo mm. went over on Andre I'm still not Chase. sold on D'Angelo. I'm sorry. Even though he's a Buffalo boy, I'm not sold on him. I, I know you love him, but like, he got nothing. He he does nothing for me. I, I've seen the gimmick before. I've seen the gimmick for almost 23 years. Like, the FBI was a thing. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not doing like, it at guy level. Like, if you're going to do that gimmick, you have to do it. Like, you got to do that gimmick. I, Ain't no half stepping. I think that's what it is. It's like I saw it at first and I'm like, oh, so they're gonna try to revive FBI with a new with a new character. Okay, cool. I can like he's it. not even Chuck Palumbo FBI. Ooh, that yeah. says a lot. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. Um uh and then after the match, we see uh Pete Dunn come out, snap the fingers of D'Angelo and gets his mouth uh mouth guard back. Uh so obviously continuing the story between those two. I hate to say it, but Pete Dunn should never speak. <laughs> Is it is it the Scouse accent, dude? It's it just it's like he's not. I don't know. There's something just when whenever he speaks, it's just like it just throws me off. It just turns me off. It's just like I just want you to intensely stare and let someone else speak for you, or just say like short sentences, just like three word sentences, like anything outside of that. I'm just like, ah, no, don't talk. Just 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 come out, have that stare, and then every time somebody asks you something, you just give them a shoulder. Just, that's just it. Give, that's just give it. Like shrug, just. That would work. Like he's just so imposing, and then when he speaks, it's just like it, I don't know if so anyone imposing. out there watched said about the five nine Pete Dunn, <laughs> but like he he's so intense. It's like an intensity when he's around. But like I don't know if anybody watches like the challenge, but he reminds me of Kyle from the challenge. When as soon as he opens his mouth, it's just like huh? oh my. Uh, got the same voice. It's just like I don't believe you now. <laughs> Dude, I, I gotta research. I'm gonna research that because I I gotta hear the comparison. Dude, it's the it's the same voice. I'm just like, ah, I don't like that. <laughs> just just get in there and break his fingers. You didn't need to say anything. Okay. Um. <laughs> after that, after that, we see the uh, tag team match between Jacket Time, uh, Kushida, and uh, Eichmann Jiro taking on the Grizzled oh. Young Veterans. I hate Jacket Time with a passion. I'm not the only one, so thank you. Why are they doing legends like Kushida like this? What has Kushida done to deserve this? Sign with the WWE. That's what he did. That's what he did. Jackets are cool, though. He has some cool jackets. I will say that. But But the name, though? Jacket Time and and, and Style Strong and all that, it's just, it's it's so cheesy. 
That is such a Vince McMahon name for a team Mm -hmm. because Vince McMahon is a 12 year old boy Mm -hmm. going through puberty. (laughs) Jacket time. Jacket time. He wears jacket. I would have rather WWE kept Alex (laughs) Shelley and we would have seen the time splitters. Oh, I'm more happy with that. That was not happening at all. I know, but I'm just saying, I would rather that than this. They would have been, they would have been split the splitting timers. They didn't, even, they didn't even keep the wolves when they had them in NXT for three weeks. Dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, jacket time over on Grizzly Young Veterans. Uh, next week on NXT, Grizzly we have <laughs> um, Raquel Gonzalez taking on Dakota Kai in a street fight. Ooh. Great. I don't like... I don't like Raquel Gonzalez. I didn't like her as NXT champion. She, I, I do not understand the appeal. I do not understand why she was given the belt and why she was given the belt for so long. I don't get it. I, I don't. I think she's sloppy. I think she's bumbly. I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. I, I don't get it. Well, she's the female equivalent of big meaty men slapping meat. That's what it is. That's why she's being pushed like that. Okay, but against who? Like, exactly. you can't. Exactly. The NXT women's roster WWE is doesn't. so depleted. Oh it's yeah, it's not though. It's not though. They the from a, from, is, a, from a stardom standpoint, it is because they they push no one, they build no fair. one. Fair, fair. But it, you know, if you use less of them on two hundred five live that nobody watches, and you actually build them up on NXT, and not just I don't know three people, I present to you the facts. <laughs> the more you know. The main event was Roderick Strong taking on Braun Breaker. Honestly, match of the night for me. They they had fun with here it. Here we go. I mean, I mean here we go. I mean, what matches were was the up against? <laughs> let's be fair here. Up against jacket time, bro. Like, let's be fair here. That was pretty easy to get match of the night. Outside of Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson, those were the only. There was matches. no comp. Yeah. Those were the only two matches I enjoyed of NXT this week. Yeah, um, it, it was a decent match, but I mean, we I I knew how it was going to go. <laughs> it was a decent match. Where, decent match in the sense that... Did Christian just compliment a Braun Breaker oh, match? It was a compliment. It was decent. <laughs> decent was in the sense that no one got compliment. hurt and, uh, you know, that it ended. <laughs> and guys, with that... I, it was all right. It was all right, though. Guys, with that real quick, I do want to step away for a hot second. Um, I want to talk about C Ham's uh you know, his um his merch real quick. So guys, check out Champions Must Die. Congrats, rookie. You made it through the contenders ranks. But if you're gonna be a champion, you've gotta look the part, right? What's your style? T-shirts? Maybe a hoodie? Hats? I think I know a place. ChampionsMustDie.com Listen up, Rook. Champions Must Die. Custom clothing that fits your needs. Whether it's fashion, form, or function, Champions Must Die is your one-stop shop for amazing clothing. Hand design and made with love. Think it, create it, press it, wear it. Become a champion at championsmustdie.com. And through December, use coupon code CHAMMADGOOD for 10% off your order at championsmustdie.com. Guys, we're back from commercial. Uh, that was Champions Must Die. See him. The floor is yours. Let's just put over the chair real quick. <laughs> the, the chair. The, the, the chair over. of the episode. Put the chair over. The chair's over. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, the oh, chair oh, champion oh, yeah. of all. Tommy's in your back. All right. Chair's over. Chair time's over. <laughs> oh, guy, yeah. Tom, my, my third favorite tag team. If you guys want to say something. Oh, my God. You know what? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Tommy, find the nearest door and get out. <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, if you want to save some moolah before the end of December, 
Use code CMADGOOD and save you 10% off your order at championsmusdie.com. Boom. And there it there is. And guys, so now we're on talking about dynamite. Winter is coming and they they started off with a banger. Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson. There it went to a one hour time limit draw. I feel like we predicted this in the previous episode. We did. We we absolutely said that they would be going to a draw. Because we were because we, we all wanted to find out like if you're gonna put if somebody was going over, you 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 were kind of gonna shoot yourself in the foot because both men are on this big wave of momentum. Love that they sparked it off with that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, Love you kind of have to at that point because like how how long is dynamite? Two hours? Yeah. So like they had to make sure that match got all the time it needed. Exactly. Because worst case scenario is you can cut anything else. Yeah. You know. That was but, such a good match. And it's it really not was. because of my Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson bias, but that was just a really good match. No, like, honestly, it was exactly the match that Adam Page needed to yeah. solidify himself as champion. Like, it was, it was it was, his best match in his entire career, I will dare to say, because he's had a couple of great matches in Ring of Honor. Uh, he's mm-hmm. had a couple of great matches in New Japan. But, like, that was probably his best match uh, of his career. Uh, like I said, it absolutely solidified him as a uh, respectable champion. Uh, it, did, it didn't make him look weak. It didn't make Daniel Bryan look weak. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan Danielson uh, look weak. Um, it was perfect. It was perfect. I want to see if this leads up to revolution or if they're going to have one of those special shows before then that they like to have. Like, for example, like winter is coming. It's not a pay-per-view, but it feels like one. Um, but yeah, uh, I loved it. I loved it. Five hon- stars, well deserved. I honestly yeah. think that the the champions all star thing they got coming up in January. I think mm. you'll see the rematch, battle of the belts. Yes, yeah. battle of the belts. There it is. Um, I think we'll see. I think we'll see a rematch there. Um, where the we more time, the more time in between, the better. Absolutely, because you got like two weeks to build that up. So by all means, mm-hmm. um, after that we saw the. Third match in the best of the third match in their series little feud of Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb, where we saw Hikaru Shida going over on Serena Deeb. Um, I honestly didn't really be part of that a little bit. Kind of checked like, out. It was a match. So, so I have been so hot and cold on the way Shida has been booked. Um, I just I don't care. I don't care. I didn't care for Rio. I didn't care for Rio as the the first women's champion. Uh, I think Nyla did fantastic as women's champion. Uh, I didn't care for Sheeta when she became women's champion. I love Britt when she became women's champion. You know, I just, I, I don't care for Sheeta. There's something about Sheeta that, like, her gear is cool, and that's where it ends. That's where my interest ends when it comes to Sheeta. They hit each other hard. It was stiff. I like that. Yeah, about it, it. Oh, they, it a, they definitely it, came for it. It was stiff. stiff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was that was about it for me. That was it. That was that was the highlight of that match. Is it was a hard hitting match. Period. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, the summary. The next match on the card was Matt Seidel taking on Wardlow, which honestly we just saw Wardlow absolutely just, just annihilate <laughs> Matt Seidel. Um, obviously screw he, Wardlow because he never joined us on our on our game on Fire Pro. <laughs> do, do you see why though i say that sidal is the next step for hook like so it's a little bit of backtracking from the previous episode but like this is why because you see the way he sold for wardlow yeah yeah uh so it, it made wardlow look bigger and more incredible and, absolutely always has been always has been since ring of honor and it's going to be something that's going to propel hook because he's going to be in the ring with another veteran mm-hmm. um who will, you know, guide him and let him get his shine. And it's going to be great. Yeah, that's, that's, I could totally see that being the next step. And that's perfect if it is. The, it's going to be a good match. The main event of the night was the Dynamite Diamond match. Uh, Dante Martin taking on MJF, where we seen MJF go over on Dante Martin. And I it was a really good match for me. Dante Martin. Match. Love Dante Martin. Oh, mine's too far away. <laughs> Tommy with his own diamond, as he Mine's will. Like way on the other side of the room. <laughs> um, 
loved it, had fun with it. Then after the match, we seen uh, FTR come out. Shenanigans. And then, I love shenanigans. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I really thought they did it. When the lights went out, I really thought the Briscoes were going to show up. <laughs> I am not going to lie. Not that, not that soon. Not that soon. But then when it was staying in dark, I was like, okay, so this was me. This was like a live reaction for me. When the lights went off, I was like, they're going to do it. Please let it happen. Let this happen right now. And then right when Sting and Darby came on, I was like, oh, you son of a Pat McAfee one, Circa Summer Survivor thing, Series. One thing that AEW does very well, and I will give them all the credit in the world for this is, is that they close their stories proper. So they're not going to have something move on without closing the chapter to one thing. Uh, so kudos to them. Uh, Sting and Darby coming back for Revenge on FTR. Perfect. Just beautiful um but yeah i am looking forward to seeing the briscoes in AEW because there has been a report uh that they will be signing with AEW in the near future love it so you needed your tag team division needs uh, some more and then tying into that well uh we've seen uh pepsi man as dan Housen would call him make the save out there as well run them off and then pick up the microphone and say you got your friends well i got mine that's the match next week deal with it and there it is set for the holiday edition of Dynamite for next week. I'm going to look forward to that one because now it's going to be the actual first time we get something of Punk and MJF. Where I know MJF's going to be the entire time staying out of the ring and not wanting to touch with Punk until some point they do. That's going to be the finish. Punk with the GTS on MJF. So mm-hmm. We'll go lead right into Rampage. Uh, they kicked off the show with the eight-person tag team match, Orange Cassidy. Uh, Rocky Romero and the best friends taking on the super click, super elite, however you want to say it, by all means. You know who well, it's not is. the super elite because Kenny Omega wasn't in it. The super click, whatever. <laughs> They're all the same group. Um, Yo, my man Orange Cassidy's arm drag with the hands in the pocket was so no, elite. No, no. Oh my God. No, no. I was not the only one who lost my shit for that. Bro, that was so filthy. <laughs> That was like one of the best moves I've ever seen. It was so simple. It was just filthy. The way his his feet just jiggled like like uh, Luigi's would when you jump. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quick shout out! Quick shout out in the live Twitch chat, guys. If you guys are listening to this uh, later on, uh, when we put this on Push Start Media. Uh, we do do this episode, uh, we do do these tapings uh, live on Sundays over on Twitch.tv forward slash shut up Danny underscore TCV. Uh, so shout out to uh, Slowpoke Felitos for the 10 biddies in the chat. Thank you. Thank you. My bro, Slowpoke, my man. We uh, actually, uh, me and uh, Slowpoke have actually been talking about bringing him in on a future episode, which uh, I'll be in your DMs a little bit later on the night, brother. Uh, appreciate you. Slide so- in. Appreciate, like appreciate the so appreciate the love so much, my friend. Um, where we saw Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and the best friends go over on the super click. Um, guys, uh, biggest thing for me in that match, outside of Orange Cassidy doing the impressive shit he does with his hands in his pocket, I was so happy to see Trent back. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I absolutely love Trent. Even though he looks like Blade Light. Yes, <laughs> Blade Light. Yes. He's salt parks. I loved having him back because when he did have his time in the E back with this old friend of his, uh, Kalen Croft, the dude busters, the dude busters. Yes. I absolutely just loved Beretta. And he's a great worker. Absolutely. Dude is so good. And now that he's back, I'm hoping that, you know, eventually we get to see some more singles action out of him, not just tag team. Absolutely, because you got to think too, uh, not to cut you off, uh, but since he was teaming with Rocky Romero, um, you think back to the New Japan days of being multiple time IWGP tag team champions Uh as part of Rapungi Vice. Uh, So like Trent, Trent can go like you got to be able to go to work in New Japan. Trent can go. So it's it's super nice to see the way he's uh, he's been able to keep that momentum going despite injuries. Um, It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I'm here for all that. Um, next after that, we see the return of Men of the Year in Dan, Dan Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, you put some respect. You put some respect on Dan Lambert's name. American Top Team is one of the best MMA teams in the world. 
This is true. I will say yes. One of the best. But Ethan Page doesn't need to be MMA teams in the world. Absolutely. And the dude can get heat on him just by opening his mouth. So by all means, it means at least he's doing something right in the business of that. And yes, he is very out. good I'm at having a reaction. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Dan Lambert is this era is Bobby Heenan. I mean, prove me wrong. He garners some I, great heat. Prove me wrong. He garners some great heat. He puts his guys over. He makes people hate him. Because he puts his guys over. He makes people hate him. Valid comparison. It's, it is a shots. very valid comparison. That's a very valid comparison, and I like that. Um, hot takes, hot takes, very hot takes. Um, obviously, we get Dan Lambert talking trash about Tony Khan, Jacksonville Jaguars franchise, and about executives putting uh, certain executives putting themselves in big, high-profile matchups. Cody, um, which led out comes the American Nightmare himself, Cody. They have said their, executive, said executive <laughs> Cody. Uh, they have the little banter between snatch and grab with the microphone until Cody just ends up popping him one in the face. Um, out brings Big Brother out to make the save and then brings Sammy Guevara out to save his number one Yo. contender. Um, oh, man, I love Dustin Rhodes, but his run out was the slowest run out. <laughs> He's 50. He's 50. Give him a break. He's 50. And they should have let him come from the crowd or something. Like I'm going to be honest with you. I thought when Dustin was running, I thought I was watching an episode of Baywatch. The dude running a super dude, slow motion right now. Yeah, dude, he was coming out so slow. I was like, oh, man, this is painful. Oh, my goodness. Um, They take a, they can take a commercial break. They come back. Uh, It's the submission match between Penelope Ford and Ty Conti. Um, Luda Lock versus what was Tay's finish? Was Tay's submission finish? I don't uh, know. It was weird. Whatever it was. It was like because like, she's been using the, the Tay KO. Yeah. So like, like I don't know what her what her submission finish is. It was is. like some kind of reverse reverse backwards um Hell's Gate Uma Plata looking thing. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I don't it, know. Was, I, it was a, it was very awkwardly done. It didn't look like it was done properly, if you ask me. Yeah, like exactly, like somebody, who has a, somebody who has a BJJ background. Yeah, like you would think that that would look just a little cleaner. It but like, like, yeah, it looked like she. Was, it was like a weird triangle slash, just like uh, Gogo Plata. Like I don't, e- I don't even know. I don't even know. It was just it. I didn't like it. It was a good match up until the finish. Up until that, I yeah. agree. The match was a solid match. Um, they also. Uh, after that, they made the big announcement. The Owen Hart Cup will I'm kick so off in May and wrap up the finale, the finale at Double or Nothing 2022. I'm so happy for this. That Absolutely. is a big privilege to be something I can watch because I loved Owen Hart. Same. Everybody Owen, did. Everybody did. It's hard. It's hard Owen not over to. Owen over Brett. In my Always. I, I agree. Always. Um. I am not a nugget. Ooh, let me write that in my sound bank. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm so happy that man. Owen Hart is going to get just a little bit of notoriety from, you know, how much of an impact he had on the wrestling world. Absolutely. Like and the fact that they're doing a, a, both a male and a female. And uh, so good. Contest. Uh, sorry, not to- contest. Uh, tournament. tournament. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, truthfully, uh, as long as it's not Julia Hart who wins that, that tournament, I'm fine. I, I doubt she's it. Not a, she's not an actual heart, just so everybody knows. It's mm. just her real name. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, by the way, very controversial to go into wrestling with your real last name being Hart and not being related to the Hart family. Very <laughs> controversial. I would have changed my name personally. I wasn't the only one that had questions about that, but thank you for the clarifications there, good sir. Um, but like, honestly, I can see somebody like Tay Conti winning because she is a submission specialist and, you know, Owen did use the sharpshooter and he was very technically profound and I can see Sean Spears for some strange reason. Given um, Spears a pu- the big push? Either Spears or Christian Cage. Mm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to either of those. And I can agree with you with the Sean I would, Spears. I would say give it to Spears. Reason yeah, I can why, with the Sean Spears because, because of much the TV thing. times he's been getting lately. Christian mm-hmm. has already done something accomplishable in, in, in AEW. Took the Impact title off of Omega when he did. 
just so he can build up Josh Alexander over an impact. Awesome job. Then what happened? I was going to say, yeah, that can't, that <laughs> Moose. nothing. Um, I would rather see Sean Spears get it because he's had those high profile situations and matchups and they never pull the trigger on it. I think this would be the better opportunity for Sean Spears. Not swerve is MJF. If they wanted to do it, yes. <laughs> no, it, it'll, it would have to be two baby faces to win in all honesty, because of what they're celebrating, at least for the inaugural, it would have to be two baby faces. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I would put, I might put Spears as the male, but I would definitely put Tay Conti as a female or, or Statlander. I was going to say, Statlander. I was going to say, I maybe would say Statlander if it's not Conti. Yeah. I can see Statlander for sure. Um, in the main event, before they got to that, um, they made an announcement for next week's uh, holiday edition of Rampage, which will be on Christmas night. Hook is in Hook's action again Hook. against Bear Bronson, a bigger guy against Hook. I'm excited to see how Hook is going to go up against a bigger competitor. He's going to toss. He's going to suplex him all over if the he place. He suplexes Bear Bronson, bro. I'm going to mark my, my words. Shit. Mark my words. You're for market. Quick little Taz plex. I'm here for it. Yeah, he's going to suplex him all over the place, and I can't wait for it. In the main event, we saw a a 10-person tag team match between Pride and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz, the Lucha Brothers, and Eddie Kingston taking on Daniel Garcia, Team 2.0, and the Acclaimed. Um, Thankfully, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say it right now. Eddie Kingston did the smart thing by stopping... Max from saying what he was going to say because I think they would have slapped him with another uh, <laughs> hey man, I'm going to take y'all That was my only play. regret about that match is that I didn't get to hear Max Caster's bars. <laughs> he said one bar. I'm and always that was here it. for the Caster bars. Like, he always. said one bar, turned and looked and saw Eddie Kingston running at him full speed and said, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yo, you don't want to see Eddie Kingston pulling up on you. Like, no, no, I love Kim. <laughs> King is one of my dudes. I I love I love King. I love Caster, but like that was I loved his impatience before Mark Henry even announced the match. He was just like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> I'm, I'm done talking. Mark just Mark just say yeah, the it's made of time or something. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going. He's special. He's <laughs> the only one that can like pull that off believably. And people are probably like, "Wait, is he really like fucking? Is he done?" Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's just King. That's just king. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it is. And you can't be mad at it. Um, so segue from that. I'll be honest with you. I really didn't have anything for impact this week. So it's a very light new in, impact news this week. Yep. Um, we so, can skip it if you want. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's my biggest thing. Um, but real quick, um, I got to step away for a hot second. So if you guys like energy drinks, check this out. And then we're going to cap it off with SmackDown with a very special thing. I'll get to show you guys. So, Hey, we'll be right back. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you, my And I thank you for 40 years of service to my family. I love you, my And you're fired.
Jones goes marching orders, and Brock Lesnar just rolling and bulldozing his way through the tag champs. In overalls, Brock Lesnar, F5. Oh, and a super kick, dropping the beast, at least momentarily. Lesnar just laughed at a super kick. Ate it up like the moose he had last week. Paul Heyman's last words to Roman Reigns. I was protecting you from Brock Lesnar. And now Lesnar and Reigns are face to face. And Lesnar just like that. And now a steel chair. Assault by Reigns on Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar scooping Roman Reigns up to his shoulders. And Lesnar with an F5. And F5 to Reigns. I, I probably would have forgot anyway. All right. <laughs> and we are back, you guys. Uh, that was Ray's Energy as well. If you guys love energy drinks, head on over to them and use promo code JumpBoost to save 15% off of your total purchase. And also as well, we saw it. The Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns himself, finally fired Paul Heyman. And then you get Farmer Brock out there in his overalls and he just fucking lays waste to them all. Farmer Brock is the Brock that we need. Farmer mm-hmm. Brock for president, uh, 2024. Farmer Brock is life. <laughs> I, I'm i going to be honest with you. Look, he came out there full speed and just leveled Jimmy with that clothesline. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God damn. We're just Wait, talking about the, the clothesline. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, how about the suplex? He yeah. dropped, yeah, he that dropped one Jay right Jay? on his dome piece. Oh, my goodness. And then turns around after giving the F5 to Jimmy, eats a super kick, and then just comes back with the old Yo, He Vegeta. just straight ate that kick. Bro, he came back. <laughs> and was, he came back and was like, thank you, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> oh, my wife and I have had this conversation a couple times. Because she's very hot and cold on Brock. She loves Farmer Brock. Uh, as much as I love Farmer Brock, because one, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and two, because he's showing personality. Um, and like we've had this conversation before, I love Brock Lesnar with personality. Um, so we were having this conversation about how good Paul Heyman has been in this story. Yeah. And like First off, the the Caleb Braxton Paul Heyman uh, feud story is fantastic, and you add Farmer Brock to it; it's amazing. Brock Lesnar, when he cares about something, he will sell his ass off. Mm-hmm. He did it with AJ, he did it with Balor, and he's doing it here with Reigns. When he when he is invested in a story and gets the payoff and wants to see the payoff to his fullest, he sells. Yeah, he, he's like he did it with McIntyre. Underrated, underrated seller. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brock, Brock has always been one of my favorite sellers, especially like back in the day when he was with Taker. And Taker gave him that big old chunk slam. And you see Brock just bounce off the his, plate. Here's the thing, it's though. The faces for me. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Brock was only wrestling then, though. This is not like NFL and UFC experience, Brock, that we're ha- that we've had since 2012, where he was just this brick shit house of a man that nothing can move. So, like seeing this break is is fantastic because it's shades of like 0304 with Eddie and the mariachi, mariachi Brock. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's Boy. money in the bank, Brock, the the monster in the bank. Like it's it's nice, it's rare, and it's nice. And I need to shave. <laughs> totally off topic, but okay. I'm, I'm looking and I see it. Oh, um, but yeah, like I, I love it. I love it so much. Farmer Brock for president, 2024. Farmer Brock, FTW. Truth. All right, and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us. So I really want to leave us off real quick before we say our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the holiday season, and it is the holiday week this week. So there will not be an episode of the Marksman podcast. At next Sunday, uh, it will be the holiday for all of us. But we will be back to kick off the new year with the recap of day one and the week prior as well, which probably won't be as exciting, but we'll give our expectations to what we expect for 2022. And what's after day one? 
the Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania is on its way, ladies and gentlemen. So before we go, before we go, Tommy, if you want to go ahead, let people know where they can find you. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash jump boost gaming. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Poke Tommymon. Uh, and you can find me if you guys are interested in scary stories, uh, haunting, stuff like that. Uh, you guys can listen to me over on Scary Stories to retweet to your friends over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. And uh, after today, uh, it will also be available in the same place you guys get this podcast over on pushstartmedianetwork.com. Yes, sir. See him if you want to say something to the people before you head out. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. You guessed, you guessed it. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. As Tommy said, that's where you can find this podcast as well as all the other podcasts that we release. If you want to look for me personally, you can find me at C Ham Mad Good on all social media. And if you want to watch me slam folks, you can come to twitch.tv forward slash pushstartmedianetwork. Thought he was gonna do it again. That's why I was waiting. <laughs> I, I, I thought about it. I was like, no, no, let me not. Uh, there's a dot com at the end of that. <laughs> and then for myself as well, you guys can follow me on all social medias at shutupdanny underscore ttv as well. Uh, you can also be following me or hit me here as well on Twitch for all of your retro gamings as well, and also the official home of the Marksman Wrestling Podcast as well. So you guys have a safe holidays. Have a happy holidays as well. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and whatever you may celebrate from us. We love you guys, and we will see you guys again next time here for the Marksman Podcast. Take care, everybody. Happy Merry Christmas, Hanukkah.